You're listening to an Able Original. Lisa on the houseboat. When the bell rings at the end of the school day, it's as if everyone in class has won the lottery. There's cheering, jumping up and down, running about. Seriously, even though the same thing happens every single day at exactly the same time, everyone always reacts like it's the most exciting moment of their lives. Like they've just been let out of a 100-year prison sentence. And I get it. It does always feel like 100 years has gone by. I like school, but even I can admit that every day is pretty much the same as the last one. Long and dull. You get there at the same time, have the same lessons, the same meals, see the same people, and then leave at the exact same time. Before the bell has even finished ringing, everyone has gone. Running home as fast as they can, planning on what film they'll watch later, what video game they'll play, or what they're going to post online. Not me though, not Lisa Stanley. Personally, I like to really take my time in getting home after school. I walk around the town and count the stop signs, I walk past the zoo and chat to the parrots, and then, when I finish skimming stones on the river, I slowly make my way home. It's not like I hate being at home. I love it, actually. All my stuff is there, I can go to the fridge whenever I like, and no one's there to make fun of me. My parents aren't even that bad. They don't lock me in a cupboard or make me wash a big pile of dishes every night, or anything like that. It's just... well, they're boring. And not boring in a way that all parents are boring. Not just because they do crosswords and watch TV shows about antiques. They're boring because... well, because every day they do the exact same thing. They wake up, they work, they watch TV. And today, of course, is no different. I get home at the same time I do every night, five o'clock on the dot. When I open the door, it's completely silent, except for the sound of someone typing on a laptop in the next room. Tap, tap, tappity tap. Mum! I call out as I throw down my school bag. Dad! This is our daily ritual. Hello, dear, Mum says from the front room. Just watching TV. When I peer around the door, she's sitting on the couch looking at her phone as the news plays in the background. Hello, dear, Dad says from his home office, just finishing up some work. I wave at him when I walk past, but he's too busy staring at his computer to look up. That's all right, though. As I said, I'm used to this by now. It's not like I go on crazy adventures every day. I don't go skydiving or snowboarding or sumo wrestling after school. In fact, I do exactly the same thing every evening too. I grab a book, lay on my bed and read it from cover to cover. Today's book is one of my absolute favourites. I've read it so many times that it's practically falling apart. Treasure Island Sometimes I wish that I could be a pirate. They don't have to get up early in the morning. They don't have to go to school. They don't have homework, and they definitely don't have a mum and dad that spend all their time looking at screens. They just sail the seas all day and night, with no plan, no cares, and, well, probably lots of rats and rotten teeth, but that's all part of the fun. I don't know about you, but 
that sounds all right to me. So I opened it up and started reading. But the second I finished the first sentence, I heard a noise outside. Usually I don't let anything distract me from my reading time, but this was different. It sounded like there was a party happening in the street below. We live in the city, in a tall block of flats, and normally the only thing I hear in the evening is cars going past and people shouting. I've never heard anything like this before. Getting up and looking out of my window, my jaw dropped open. It wasn't just the endless view of grey buildings and grey roads and people going back and forth to work. No, this time there were lights. Not just street lights or fairy lights, but lights of every colour glowing in the distance. There was a stream of people, children and their parents, teenagers and groups of kids from school, all making their way towards where the lights were coming from. I checked my phone to see what was happening and immediately found it. How did I not know about this? A carnival! And not just any carnival, but one that ran the full length of the canal. There were rides, stools, food, and according to the website, it was going to be an experience like no other. An experience like no other? That is exactly what I was looking for. Finally, something a little different. I ran downstairs and stood in the hallway between my dad's office and the front room. Mum! Dad! I said. There's a carnival just down the street. Can we go? Please! I heard my dad's chair squeak as he tilted backward to look through the doorway and my mum, still looking at her phone, just said, Mmm? As if she hadn't quite heard. Not tonight, dear, said dad. I still have work to do. My favourite show's just about to start, said mum. But you're always working, dad, and you're always watching that show, mum. The carnival is only here for one night. Maybe another time. Maybe another time, they both said together and turned back to their screens. As I stood there listening to my dad tap, tap, tappity tapping and my mum watching nothing much at all, I knew what I had to do. There was no doubt in my mind. I tiptoed to the front door, closed it as quietly as I could, not that they would even notice if I slammed it, and made my way down the staircase. I was on my way. Things were about to change. I could feel it. As I walked out into the sunshine, I felt like I was breaking the law. It was as if I suddenly had all the freedom in the world. I could hear all the people clearly now. They were making their way steadily towards the canal. Above the city buildings, the lights were shining like a rainbow over the block of flats. The closer I got, the brighter the sky became. And as I turned the corner to take the path to the canal, there it was, right in front of me. The carnival, in all its glory. And let me tell you, it was everything I was hoping for. Everywhere I looked, bright-eyed people were playing glittering games together, rides spinning as they threw glimmering lights on the water, and so many delicious smells that I couldn't stop my mouth from salivating. Mum and Dad had no idea what they were missing out on. They probably hadn't even realised that I'd gone. They probably hadn't even looked up from their screens. But then another thought struck me. What if they had? What if they were on their way here right now? 
What if they were right behind me, ready to take me home for another boring night of watching TV till bedtime? I wasn't about to let that happen. Spinning on my heels, I ran alongside the canal, deeper into the carnival, dodging between family groups and past stools, past kids with balloons and past... Whack! The next thing I knew, I was on the ground. My arms spread out in front of me. I looked behind me, but there was nothing there. I looked back around and... A wet tongue made its way from the bottom of my chin to my forehead and left a trail of sticky, stinky saliva with it. When I wiped the goo from my eyes, I saw the dumb stare of a golden Labrador staring back at me. It tilted its head to one side, as if it was asking me a question, and then bounded off a couple of steps ahead. Getting to my feet, I brushed myself down and saw she was still staring at me like she wanted to rush off, but wouldn't until I followed her. Where did you come from, girl? I asked. Who do you even belong to? But without a moment's hesitation, she ran. And of course, I ran after her. We wound through the crowd, the dog just a blur, and I don't know how I managed to keep up, but somehow I did. I kept going until I wasn't just out of breath, but we'd started to leave the carnival behind. We were running along the empty, quiet stretch of canal, which would lead away from the city, out towards the river. Pretty soon, there were no boats at all. Well, almost. There was one just up ahead, bobbing up and down on the water all by itself. The Labrador finally slowed down and in one swift move, jumped up on the boat's deck and stood proudly at the front, like it was a ship's figurehead. I stopped, caught my breath and then walked slowly forwards. The closer I got, the bigger the boat seemed. Soft light glowed from the inside and the roof was covered with bright ornaments and creeping plants that looked like they'd burst out from the boat itself. The dog was still looking at me, her head cocked to the side, which I took as an invitation to explore. It'd be rude to just leave. She'd brought me all this way after all. And as soon as I started looking around, I felt a feeling inside that I'd never felt before. My stomach felt light like it was full of fluttering birds. The boat was painted all over, with spiralling rainbow patterns as if it had pots of paint thrown over it, which had been swelled around with somebody's bare hands. The front of the deck was cosy, with a table and chairs under a canopy of flickering fairy lights, but at the back, oh boy, there was something that I would never have expected in a million years. A steaming, bubbling jacuzzi, that looked so inviting that I felt like jumping right in there and admiring the hot tub, said a voice from nowhere. I span around, looked one way and then the other. Over here, it said. And then I saw him, poking out from a hatch in the roof of the boat. A boy, about my age, smiling wide and waving. Sorry, I said, waving back apologetically. Your dog kind of led me here. I know that probably sounds crazy, but yeah. Is that right, Goldie? He said, and whistled, which brought her leaping onto the roof, over plants and pots towards him. You like her? Well, uh, I only just met her, but she's all right, I guess, I said, but the boy cut me off quick. I was... I was talking to the dog, he said. 
My cheeks went bright red. She never usually takes a liking to anyone, but she sure seems to like you. What was your name? Lisa, I said. And yours? I'm Captain Noah, he said, giving a little sailor's salute. And I'm Ava, another voice said suddenly, and a girl appeared on the front deck. The navigator, if Goldie likes you, then that's good enough for me. If you're not doing anything, you want to come in for a bite? We're just about to eat. I saw her warm smile, so open and inviting. Saw Noah and his playful cheeky grin, and Goldie with her resolute, loyal eyes, and even before stepping onto the boat and down into the comforts of their home below, I knew that this was somewhere I was going to be spending a lot of time. And I wasn't wrong. Every day after school, while my parents tap-tap-tappity-tapped on their laptops and swiped endlessly on their phones, I rushed along the canal, past the shops, the restaurants and boats, until I reached the rainbow boat with the dog on the roof. Every day after Goldie barked her welcome, we played games, ate fine meals and sat in the jacuzzi until the stars came out. Noah told stories about adventures out at sea. Ava pointed to the stars and knew the names of every single one. It felt like I'd known them forever. It was on one of these easy-going afternoons, as the sun was setting and Goldie was dozing on the deck, that I suddenly felt a rumble beneath me. It wasn't just the bubbles from the jacuzzi. All the music on the radio, it was something else. Something bigger. Then a breeze caught my cheek. I was about to ask Ava what was going on when she jumped up and rushed down into the boat. Noah was nowhere to be seen. Guys? I said, realising all at once what that sound had been. Guys, are we moving? And, as if the boat had been waiting for me to figure it out before doing anything, it spluttered into life and started to chug along the waters of the canal. It was heading down the river, straight towards the sea. There's no time to explain, I heard Noah shout. Something clattered. We're setting sail, Lisa. Hold on to your hats. I didn't know what to say. I got up, dried myself off and walked over to Goldie, taking a seat by her side. We watched the horizon as, with every second, the sea got closer. I didn't feel panicked or scared. I didn't feel bad at all, actually. I felt free. The only thought that was going through my head as the boat headed out to meet the sun setting was, does this mean I can be on holiday forever? Am I finally going to become a pirate? Am I about to have an experience like no other? Finally. Thank you for listening to an Able Original. Thank you.